We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination founded by Bishop Dagwood Mills with over 1,500 branches worldwide. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard.
Father, thank you for this Sunday morning. Thank you for the blessed opportunity to be in church. May your kingdom come and may your will, your perfect will be done amongst us, Lord. Thank you for your precious anointing, Lord, that is present with us today, Lord. Thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit that shall operate amongst us today. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for vision. Thank you for direction. And thank you for the blessedness of preaching your word, Lord. Let your mighty hand rest upon us, Lord. Let your hand of blessing stay over us in this service, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Take your seats. Hallelujah. And um, you're welcome to church. 
turn your Bibles to First Corinthians chapter two. We want to continue sharing on victory secrets. How many of you have been blessed by victory secrets? You shall be victorious. So, First Corinthians chapter two and um, verse six says that how be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that came to naught. Are you with me? Verse 7 says that, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, in a mystery. The wisdom of God is mysterious. What works for a Christian is not obvious. What is at work in a church is not obvious. It's not something you can take a quick glance at and say, this is what is working. The wisdom of God is a mystery. The hand of God, the blessing of God, that sustains many things in many lives, in many places, is not obvious. It is a mystery. You have to respect that and believe that. The reason why, the reason why sometimes people don't do well is because of presumptuousness. Because we feel, we know, we know, we have heard. You know, I was, I was telling uh, Bishop a couple of days ago that when you see this book and you've not read it, and it's put into your hands that introduce this book, a lot of people will introduce this book as though they are introducing name it, claim it, take it. A lot of people will talk about, oh, it's, I mean, it's a victory. You shall have victory. There are secrets in this book that shall give you victory. That shall give you this. You see, and that is how, that is how um, a lot of great things are. It's shrouded in a mystery. It's covered in a mystery. So, the presumptuous person is always left desolate and destitute of the truths. And the real things that can change his life. Because anytime you think you know, it means you don't know. And as long as you think you know, and you start behaving like you know, you don't, you don't, you don't do very well. Because what you think you know is it's not it. It's, it. it's not it at all. So the scripture is that the wisdom of God, I'm, I'm saying this because the wisdom of God is a mystery. It's a mystery. And the next line says that even the hidden wisdom. So again, it's saying that it's a mystery. In case you don't understand what a mystery means, it says that it is hidden. It is hidden. It's not something that you will pick off the shelf or you will pick, pick along the road or you pick up on a pavement. Or it's, not, it's not a common thing. It's not a common thing. It is hidden. Anything that is hidden you need to look for it before you find it. You need to look for it. How many of you have hidden things in your homes and you forgot where you hid it before? 
How many of you have had that before? Yes. I've also hidden things I couldn't find before. I ended up having to buy another one. Because I couldn't find it and I couldn't remember where I've put it. So I had to buy another one. And then later on I found it. That this is where it was. Now I have two. There are things that I realize that I have bought many times. Many times. Many times. Then it's there. There will be times that I'll be in a shop with my wife. We are, buy, we are buying this. Oh, I like this. I like this. Then it will be added to the trolley. By the time we get to my, I've forgotten that I wanted it. So she also put it somewhere in the cupboard. And then one day we'll go to the shop again. And I say, I want this. They say, but you bought something. I say, but I, I can't see it. If I see it, I'll eat it. Since we came, I said, so what, if I have bought it, when we get home, put it where else? So I remember that I wanted to eat this thing, but it's in the cupboard. I don't go cupboard. I don't go looking for things in cupboards. I eat what I see. If I don't see it, I can't eat it. But when it's hidden, the only way to find it is to look for it. When you look for it, you will find it. You will find it. You will find it. So, so the wisdom of God is something that, or wisdom, wisdom that is of God, is something that I want us as believers to have great respect for and a good attitude towards that these are things that you have to make an effort to look for before you find don't think that it is there. Don't, you see, when, when someone is doing something that you can't do, it means the person knows something you don't know. Anybody at all that you see who can do something that you can't do, it means the person knows something that you don't know. Or the person has something. The person has something that you don't have. It means the person is doing something that you are not doing. And the person who is doing what, something that you are not doing means that the person knows something that you don't know. And when the person knows something that you don't know, it means that that person has a wisdom that you don't have. Wisdom is how to do something. How to do something. Anybody at all, anybody at all that can do something that you can't do. I mean, the person has a certain wisdom that you don't have. Anybody who can change a car tire, you can't change a car tire. The person has the wisdom of changing the car tire, and you don't have the wisdom of changing the car tire. Do you understand wisdom? So, the wisdom of God is a mystery. And how many of you would like to log onto the wisdom of God or log into the wisdom of God? That is where you become. You see, that's where you become a wonder. Anybody who is walking in the wisdom of God has become a wonder. You are a wonder. You are, I see you becoming a wonder. People will marvel at you. People will look at you and they'll be wondering, I mean, who is this person? How did you get these things? You see, when you're becoming great, you're becoming a wonder. When people become, begin to wonder at who you are, it means that you have logged into the wisdom of God. Because the wisdom of God will transform you. I'm telling you, it will transform you. And 
In my personal opinion, you don't have to, you don't have to accept this one. So I don't, this is my personal opinion. To become great in this life and to become significant in this life, you don't need a lot. I don't, I don't, I don't think you need all the secrets in this book to do well in this life. If you ask me, I'll tell you one or two or two or three will change your life. Because, why do I say that? Because I'll carefully think about Abraham and I'll think about Isaac and I'll think about Jacob and I'll think about Daniel and um, who else is there? When, when, you think of, when you think of these people, ask yourself, how many times did God speak to them? How many times did God, how many times did God appear to them? How many times? Is it, is it an everyday thing? It's not an everyday thing. You see that all the, and they live for hundreds of years. You would see that they actually experience God twice, thrice, once. That was it. You see, Abraham, God just said to him that this is your son. Take him somewhere and sacrifice him. That was the birth of the greatness of Abraham. That was the birth of the greatness of Abraham. So you will see that in your life, perhaps you've had some experiences of God. God has spoken to you, whichever way he has spoken to you, but maybe you've discarded it. It's like, you know, it's not, it's not so important. It's not so this. It's not, you don't need a manual, a manual of rules to do well in the faith. The discovery of certain wisdom keys can change your life, can change your, can transform your life. But it is more of your attitude and your response to what God is saying to you and what God has said to you that makes you who you are, that changes your life or that affects your life or not. It's more of who you are. If you, if you take uh, Papa Hagen, how many times did God speak to him? How many times? How many times did he see Jesus? You will see that there was a season. It was a season, which I think was in the 1950s, late 1950s. I think he had about three experiences or so. And that was it. It's not like somebody that Jesus appears every morning. When you take our own pastor, Bishop, how many times has he had any spectacular experience that he has told us about? You tell, he keeps telling about one experience. He wants to pray. He went to do, uh, uh, he was a medical student, went to rotation or something somewhere, and he was there. He finished all, all his duties in one day. So he had the rest of the week remaining. So he decided to fast and pray. He bought bread, borrowed a tape recorder, bought a cassette, and he went, and the message was playing, and he fell asleep. Was there? He fell asleep. In the middle of the night, he woke up and something jumped out of the tape into him. He said, from today, you can, but see, that experience, that experience, you will see the person's attitude and response and faith in it that this is God. It's like, this is God. Like, like Jacob woke up and said, God is in this place. I didn't know about it. How many times have you slept and woke up and said, God is in this place? Even if God chooses to speak to you through a dream, when you wake up, it's like, uh, 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 
I left some, I, I left some kinky last night. Can I continue eating it? So you will see that at the end of the day, we don't have much value for spiritual experiences and for spiritual things. And that's how come it's like we have been blocked out. It's as though we've been blocked out of the wisdom of God and the blessings of God because our spiritual experiences, we have not had much respect for it. I mean, look at... um, this one, uh, the prophet of Israel, Samuel. Samuel. Look at Samuel's experience. He was sleeping. Then you hear a voice. He was sleeping. So he went to his pastor to go and ask his pastor that, look, it looks as though I'm hearing voices. And his pastor has to explain to him what you are hearing is not voices, it's called the call of God. The call of God. God is calling you. God, but you see, again, your pastor could have said something to you. Your pastor could be pointing you out in a particular direction. So this is how your pastor can tell, don't go this way. Go this way. Or the pastor says, this way that you are going, it's a good way. It is God. It looks as though it is God. But how do we respond to it? Prophet Samuel, Samuel the prophet, Samuel the prophet, would not be a prophet if his pastor had not told him that what you are experiencing is God. That is how he became great. But the, the wisdom of God, I mean, God coming into his life was almost like a dream, a trance, hearing voices, you know, something. Then it's like, okay, let me ask my pastor that these things I have been going through, what is it? What is it? How many of your pastor's advice have you taken? Perhaps, I don't know, perhaps, perhaps, if you had listened, if, as casual as it was, maybe he was drinking Coca-Cola as he was advising you, or scratching his beard as he was advising you, or even walking away as he was answering your question, walking away. But, didn't mean anything to you. It meant, it meant something to Samuel. That's how come he became prophet Samuel. It meant something to him. It meant the world to him. That's how he became a prophet. So, ladies and gentlemen, there are secrets. And it is, it is, it is only a secret because... It is a secret because um, you don't know about it. Yeah. That's why it's a secret. It's like if you gain interest in the stars. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised at a whole world of things that you don't know about. And you, you ask yourself, how come, how come God hasn't told you that these things are there? Why should he tell you? You, you, you would even see that God, you see, God is there. He exists. But he is not eager to impress you or impress the world. He's not, he, it's not like, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't change him. Whether you believe him or not, it doesn't change him. 
And usually that's how a spiritual person is. The more spiritual, the more not anointed, spiritual, maybe the more the, the more the person gets to know God. And God, you see, the person is not even interested in you knowing who he is and what he knows. That's a spiritual people. Huh? That's a, they, they don't, it's like, you see that soon, soon you, and you walk with the person, if, if, if you are with the person growing up with time, you see your, your opinion doesn't even matter to the person. Your opinion, what you think of the person doesn't even matter. Some, some time ago you discovered that maybe it matters. When you say this, like, oh, why this? But it gets to a point, like, oh, this is what you think. Be there. Your opinion doesn't add or take away. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't even care. As if it came, because it's you. You are struggling with yourself. God is there. The stars, the moon, the planet, it's all there. He's never told us about him. He's never told us, hey, go and look at this. You will see how great I am. You people have written songs. How great thou art. How great thou art. He has not come to say, oh, yes, this person who wrote this song, the person has said, you sing it. Sing it at your wedding. Use it as a wedding song. Yeah. (laughs) The wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom. When you start decoding and gaining interest in God, you will discover things that will change your life permanently. May you become a wonder. And may you become a great blessing. So, I'm going to try and share another revelation with you, isn't it? You want another secret? Yes. I don't know which one would minister to you. I don't know which one would minister to you and which one would. It's like from today, this is, what I'm, I'm, this is how I'm going to be. This is how I'm going to be. I mean, can you imagine Jacob? Can you imagine? He was, he was asleep. And he woke up. When he woke up, he said, God was in this place. God came here. God came here. He had an experience. He said, God came here. God came here. God came here. We sleep and wake up all the time. We never say that God came here. Go for conventions. I mean, Tuesday, I started another convention. Different things, different messages. But it's my prayer that God will speak to you and you will hear that God is speaking. And you will do what He's saying. That you'll be guided. Because you have to be guided by it. Anybody who has done well and is doing well has heard from God and will tell you when they heard from God. They will tell you when, this is when I heard from God. This is what God said. Because of this thing that God said, I'm not changing my mind or anything. This is what I'm doing because God said this. When you're not spiritual, do you know what you are? You're very carnal. And sometimes even devilish. Because you will see that 
your decisions and your moves in life are more based on feelings. It's not like you don't take decisions or you don't do things. You do things, but you do things with conviction and strength based on devilish reasoning, sensual reasoning, and carnal reasonings. You see, a person is trying to do something with conviction, strength. This is what I'm doing, but it's not based on the Holy Spirit or the Word of God or God saying anything. It's based on sensual, devilish, carnality. There's nothing like God has said. God is saying, I'm following God. I'm going to do what God said. No. That you shall become spiritual. Amen. Revelation chapter 2. Let's look at today's. Are you ready for today's secret? Okay, Revelation chapter 2. I think I, we should start from verse 8. It says that, and the angel of the Lord, or the angel of the church, isn't it? The angel of the church. The angel, it said, and unto the angel of the church in Smyrna, write, these things say the first and the last which was dead and is alive. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Verse 10 says that, Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer, Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you may be tried, and you shall have tribulation ten days. But be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. He that has an ear, let him hear. So, in verse 10, he's showing us one of the victory secrets of life. That if only, if only as you are reading your Bible, those lines and that verse can be peeled off for you to see. Suddenly, your life is changed. Your life is changed permanently. I mean, it's changed permanently forever and ever. It is changed. It says that. Let me just show it to you there. Can you see it there? Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. How many of you like to have crowns when you get to heaven? Crowns. You like to have crowns? You're interested in crowns? You're a crown collector? Are you into collecting crowns? This is one of the things that can give you crowns. It will give you a good life here. And then when you get there, there will be a crown of life. But the key, the secret to this victory, to this, to becoming a wonder and a blessed person, is that be thou faithful unto death. Be thou faithful. Train yourself. Train yourself. Train yourself to be faithful unto your dying day. Faithful in different
with respect. Train yourself. Train yourself that it is important to be faithful. It is an important thing to be faithful unto death. Unto death. Unto death. You see, you have to start telling yourself, you have to start telling yourself that I will I will either attend your funeral or you will attend my funeral. That's to, that's to be your stance. To the people around you, the people that you know, that we are, we are together. You see, one of the reasons, he said, and the well, the well gets, seems to be getting worse and worse and worse. One of the persons, people you should read about, uh, maybe even his biography, is Derek Prince. And discover some of the things he said. He died not long ago. I can't remember which year he died, but he died not long ago. But if you discover the things he said and what is happening in the world today, it feels as though he died 150 years ago. Because the things he said, there, now, is happening. If you hear him talk about something like homosexuality, it's like as though he lived 2,000 years ago. But the things he said, it's, it's like it's there. And so, you see, what, what I'm saying is that the world is getting darker. People are changing. People are changing. People are different. It's like, it's like the species that are moving on the face of the earth. It's like they are, they are, they are different. Wickedness. Wickedness. Evil. And then especially a lack of discipline which seems to be creeping, that one seems to be to have crept, not even creeping, has crept into the church because it has crept into the church because the person who has, is getting saved is somebody from the world and from the world they do anything and everything there's nothing like sacrifice take up your cross you know, deny yourself oh you can't do this although everything is done so these are, when you see the believers in the church, they do anything, anything they feel like they do. Faithfulness calls for discipline. It doesn't call for I must have my way or everything must be perfect. Who has, who has everything perfect? You, are you perfect? You, are you perfect? But we haven't closed down the church. We haven't said because, because of you, the church doesn't exist again. You have you done everything we asked you to do. <laughs> but we haven't closed down the church. But it's amazing. It's amazing how you see church members talking and behaving as though they are, they are, they are super perfect. And then it's like the pastor or the church is not so perfect. So because of that, it's like, I can't be faithful again. You, because we should have closed down the church because of you. I said, there's no church. Change this place into a library. <laughs> you see, faithfulness, faithfulness is not about, it's not about if you do everything that I want, then I stay with you. No, it's about you. Whether it's a way I want it or not, I shall be faithful. I will be there. I will be, I mean, I am there. I am there. I am there. I'm not changing. 
I'm not changing. It's not, it's not, it's not about ticking boxes. Okay, you've done this right, you've done this right, you've done this one right, and therefore, okay, we can flow. No, 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 no. It actually has nothing to do with the other part. It is you and your principles and what you stand by and what you have said to yourself. That's what I'm saying, that between you and your friends or whatever you have, you have to start saying between yourself that, you know what, you know what, I will either attend your funeral or you attend my funeral. One of them. One of them. One of them. It's not like it's not like by the time by the time you die, I don't even want to know you. I don't even want to know you. I just said that somebody uh, had lost their husband, so I asked. Also, oh, did she attend her husband's funeral? I said, no, that's us. No, that's 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 today's that's that's today's world. That's today's world. Did she attend? I said, no, no, I I I. I no, she didn't go. Her husband was there. She didn't go. <laughs> ah. It's mopsical. Yeah. But you see, when you meet such a person, I'm sure she will give you 700 reasons. All the person that says no is that it's a reflection of the type of person that she is. It's a type of person. It's a type. Anyway, so, let me give you some areas that you have to apply, be thou faithful unto, unto death. Be thou faithful unto death. Mrs. Nelson, be thou faithful unto death. <laughs> Number one, are you, are you, are you there? How many areas do you want? Three, four? At least three. Okay. First one. It applies to important relationships. Important relationships. Any important relationship you have, I'm giving you this secret. Decide that you will be faithful unto death. Not for a season. Not for a little while. Faithful unto death. Important relationships. People that are important to you. Do you have people that are important to you? Are you sure you do? People that are important to you. Everybody has people that are important to them. The person who is important to you may not be important to me. And the person that's important to me may not be important to you. That is why you should never judge or talk or complain about somebody who is in somebody working for in somebody's life. You should, don't talk. You don't know what the person does for the person. You don't know. What the person does for may not do, the person may not do it for you. But don't talk. Don't talk. Don't talk. I was with my wife over the weekend in a place where there were these great major men of God. I mean, powerful guys. Guys with mega churches. Hey, even me, I couldn't recognize my wife. When they see her, first they saw me, first they had not seen her. When they see me, they said, oh, you're Bishop Richard. The next question is, how is your wife? Where is she? Is she here? And I'm wondering, ah, but I'm the bishop. 
No, 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 no. They're not interested in me at all. No, no, they, they are me at all. When they see her, I was walking with her. She was right behind me like this. I was coming. And then one of these powerful guys was standing there that he saw him. So I thought he had seen so no, He literally stretched his head and I said, hello Linda. And then he walked past me and went to her. Oh yeah, he walked past me. You see, I, I thought he had, seen, he, had seen, he had seen Bishop Richard. So when he's outside, he said, hello. He, he, did, he actually did it. And then he moved past me and went to him. I said, hey, which if I say, hey, sister, you're very powerful here. <laughs> it looks like you're very, very, very powerful here. Looks like you have, you have power in this place. Like we, are, we are not the same. You can give me your back for me to hold for you. <laughs> yeah. You know, relationships. Some of us don't have much respect for relationships. You go for a while, then you just, you just treat it like some firewood. You just gather it, then you just burn it. It's like, it's gone. It's over. And then you're going to start again. You see, people, people that you have known over years, don't lose them. Don't lose them. Don't lose them. Don't think, oh, this person, I'm, I'm, not, happy, I'm not happy with this friend. Sisters, you like changing friends easily, isn't it? Oh, I, 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 I. is that a problem? Then they'll say, there's no problem. They'll say, me, I don't have a problem. But it's like, that's it. That's it. It's over. It's over. Start marking important people in your life and decide, you see, decide that this relationship, this one, Unto death. You either attend the person's funeral or the person will attend your funeral. That has to be your stance. Be thou faithful unto death. Be thou faithful unto death. You see, as soon as you take that stance, your relationship with people changes. It changes because you, you are no longer that touchy, sensitive, easily irritated, easily angry person. That, okay, I don't want this one again. I'm going here. No. There are people that are important. Decide when they are important. Don't decide when you are angry. Decide now that there's no problem. This person must be a very important person to you. This person is very important in your life. This one is important. And keep it unto death. Keep it unto death. I don't have many friends. I don't have many friends. But the few that I have, I have no plans of changing them. I have no plans of changing them. I have no plans. I also think that's how God made me to have a few. So I have a few. I mean, I have few. I'm not exactly a chatterbox, that is. That's why you don't see me at outdoor rings, funerals, everybody's wedding. I don't attend. Not because I don't like it, but it's just not necessary for me. I can't be everywhere. Am I, are you everywhere? I'm also not everywhere. There are some people that are, I, I really admire those people. They are, everybody is their friend. <laughs> if there are seven weddings, or they say, you see them at all seven. 
If they're out during baby naming ceremony, they'll be at all naming ceremonies. If there's a funeral, they'll be at the funeral. And they'll be everywhere. They have, they have friends. I don't know, I don't have that gift. Yeah, I think it's a gift. Yeah, I look at that, I marvel. I marvel. I marvel, but I, I don't have that. What I'm saying to you, the few I have, the few I have, I'm hooked onto them like something. It's unto death. The few, the few I have. The few I have. I don't have that many. And if you have a lot too, maybe there's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Number two. How many did you say you wanted? Three. Number two. Be thou faithful unto death applies to your marriage. It applies to your marriage. First Corinthians chapter 7 verse 39 says that. 739 says that the wife is bound by law as long as her husband liveth. <laughs> yes, as long as he liveth. Don't kill him. <laughs> yes, as long as he, he liveth. Jesus said, Jesus said that, Jesus said that, he that marrieth someone who is divorced, committeth adultery. Till today, I try to say that I don't understand that verse. I don't understand it. Because if I say I understand, I start preaching, I'll be judging people. So I just say, okay, I don't understand. Let me just, let me just look straight and serve my God and go, Yes. So long as the husband, as long as the husband liveth, <laughs> you are bound to him. Don't pray that he should die. Yes. Don't pray that he should die. Yes. You see, marriage is one of the things that Christians must respect. We must have a lot of respect for. Don't trivialize it. Don't say that society has it. The society that has changed are the devilish and demonic society. The Bible hasn't changed. The Bible hasn't changed. So be careful when you are, be, you are treating the values of Christianity like fast food. It's like I've just said, I don't like it again. Oh, you put it in some, in some brown bag and just throw it away. Like yesterday, I bought hot wings. I bit into one. I said, oh, no. As I was approaching, as I was approaching the, uh, what do you call that thing? That you speak through how many you want. I don't even know how many I wanted. They said, what, what do you want? I said, uh, I want hot wings. <laughs> I said, okay, give me 10. Give me 10. Give me 10 hot wings. 10. He came in some paper bag. It's okay. It's okay. That's how people treat marriage. That's how they treat marriage. Like hot wings in that. It's like you've eaten two. You don't even know how many you want. You don't want it. You bite it. It doesn't taste nice. It's not the one, two, and they just wrap it. You're looking for a bit somewhere to drop it in. No. No. 
Church, respect marriage. You see, we may not talk about it every morning and every day, but it doesn't mean that the word of God has changed. Doesn't mean that. Doesn't mean that at all. My advice, I advise I'll give that. Don't copy the world. Try hard. As a Christian, try hard not to make the world as your standard. That this is what happens in the world. So this is what I'm going to do. I don't like, so I'm, I'm unhappy. Then I move on. So I move on. There, there I saw a certain pastor. He has a main associate. I don't even know how I went to ask about who this associate is. Then somebody told me that, ah, this associate that this pastor has has a wife somewhere in a church somewhere in the church and has left her and has moved to this other church and has gone to take another girl and while he's taking this other girl in this church the so-called old wife is pregnant do you understand do you understand pregnant do you know how to get pregnant So I ask the question, does the pastor know? I don't want to tell you the answer because I don't want you to judge people. It's like, you see, it's like the whole thing is like, it's nothing. It's like, it's nothing. It's like, let's just flow. Let's just flow. Let's just flow. By the way, when I say the wife was in a church and he's going to another church, what I mean is that they were in the same church. They understand the same church. You know, the wife is sitting there. And he's come to take another one. And then the pastor has also made him his main associate. So they are all, all, all four of them. Are they four now? Or three? Four. Yes, all four of them are in the same place. They all claim they are worshipping God. Even in the world, even in the world, this will make headline news. They'll call it a scandal for all of us to read news of the world. It's like some, it's like some juicy gossip has come. Then in the church, you see, but see, when the church, when we start, you see, departing from God and not thinking, you see, we, we don't think about God and the scriptures. And perhaps we, the pastors also, don't put our foot down to tell her, look, this one is in the name of mega church. So we want to keep, we want to keep you at all costs. So instead of telling you off, instead of telling you that, stupid boy, clear off. You can't do that. It's like we are there coolly. Scandal after scandal after scandal. Because we don't think of eternity. That be thou faithful unto death. You don't like this one? You like. Why don't you like? You like. You should like. What has she done that is unheard of? Some of new marriages that I hear, I hear of these is when I hear of the things that they complain. When I say they don't believe it. When they are complaining, I'm, I, I, at the end, I always ask them, ah, is this a problem? Is this a problem? I mean, is this a problem? They begin to feel that maybe some of us are, we, we are, we are weak husbands. So, we, it's like we have tolerated a lot of this. like this one, has, like, he, he can't tolerate nonsense at all. So, it's like he is the real husband. Like, ah, is this a problem? This one, is it a problem? So it's a Sunday morning. What, what is his problem? He was talking to his wife. His wife has walked away whilst he was talking. I said, ah, is this a problem? They walk away all the time. Oh. 
This one too is a problem. I said, hey. I said, Prince Royal. Relax, okay? Relax. <laughs> Relax. 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 The pastor's wives have been calling mommy. Mommy, mama, libun, ladan, dadando, dadanda. Do you know what they do as they are sitting there? Mommy, auntie, mama. They come and sit there with their colorful bags and cross their legs. As though, as though God just, they just got a parachute straight from heaven and landed on earth. And when they finish, they are going back there. But you see, it's the lack of discipline. It's the same thing of, I must watch pornography, so I'm watching. I must fornicate, so I'm fornicating. I must masturbate, so I'm masturbating. I need this, so I'm this. It's the same, it's the same that they carry into marriage now. I'm not happy about this, so I have to leave. I have to leave and get another one. I don't get a woman, so I will sleep with a man. I don't get another one, so I'll sleep with another woman. This is, you don't know the girls in church, you don't know. Some of them are lesbians, you don't know. Yeah, you don't know. Know that uh, they are. She just sees somebody say, You are in love, you are good to. You don't even know what you are taking. You don't even know what you are taking. Number three, we have to be going home. Be thou faithful unto death applies to your church membership. Your church membership. I haven't changed churches since you joined to say that I don't want to be your pastor. No, consider the things I know about you. I didn't change my mind. Think about the things I know about you. Terrible things, terrible. Disgraceful, embarrassing issues. But see, it's not being called disgraceful. It's not being called embarrassing. It's almost as though it's, it's okay. Having changed churches. You want to say you are changing, coming to change churches. Because of what? Because of what you are coming to change churches. Be thou, be thou faithful unto the... You are not going anywhere. You are here. <laughs> you are not going anywhere. You are here. When did I tell that I'm no long, I'm no more your pastor? When did I tell you that? It's not even you came to confess. I discovered things about you, even things I know that you don't even know that I know. I was looking, I was looking at uh, one, 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 one person. I don't want to tell whether it's male or female. I was looking at one person the other day throwing the weight and. I was saying, I was saying, you see, I remember. I said, hey, if this person knows 
that I know this. This person will wish the earth to open. Ha! I was looking at the person. The person was, you know, talking. You know, this kind of I'm spiritual. I'm godly. I'm pure. I'm pure kind of talkings. And I was looking at the person quite as a hey. If only you knew that WikiLeaks have leaked your information. Psalm 1. Psalm number 1. Bless the man that walketh under the counsel of the ungodly, not standing in the way of sinners, or sitting in the seat of the scornful. But his light is the law of the Lord, and his Lord as he meditate day and night. Verse 3. He shall be like a tree that is planted, not a tree that is floating. We are supposed to be like planted trees, planted trees, planted trees by the rivers of water, rivers. We are supposed to be planted, not floating. We are not mobile members. Planted. I have been, pl- I have been planted in this church. This has been planted since 1990. I have been planted. I am here. I've been planted. Planted in Christianity since 1985. I've had the same pastor for 27 years. 27 years. The same person is my pastor. Same, 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 same is my pastor. For 27 years. Planted. That is planted. That is, you see, we are talking about, remember, we are talking about secrets. So you see the person walking around. How come he's blessed? How come this is working out? How come he's like this? How come he's like this? These are the secrets. Perhaps the secret is, I shall be like a tree planted. By the rivers of water. Rivers of messages. Revelations. I drink revelations and messages. I eat messages. and Those are the waters. I'm planted. It's a planted. Not floating. What does it mean? What does alarm mean? You shall be like a tree that is planted. Look, people who, especially this kind of spiritual harlots, you understand harlot? To change. Partners, they have. Yes, so spiritual harlots are people who can't stay in a church. From my experience, what I've seen, at least, at least in the past 20 years, members that I've had that don't stay in one place, looking for things, we're looking for power, we're looking for this, we're looking for this. They develop mental problems. No, 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 I'm serious. I hope nobody's laughing. No, no, I'm telling you, these are mental problems. I will never, I, I will never advise you to go um, spiritual shopping. Not today, I'm here, tomorrow I'm there, then I'm in this meeting, then there's a meeting somewhere, then there's somebody that has come. This is everybody uses the title prophet. There's some prophet here, there's this. Don't, don't, you, you, you don't even know the spirits that are being ministered to you. Look. More than anything in your life, stick to scriptures. Don't, don't follow magic. Don't follow magic. 
Don't follow magic. Read your Bible. You will see, you'll see that when, when Moses was turning snakes into rods, magicians were turning snakes into rods. Don't go by don't follow, don't be led, don't be led by signs and wonders. Be led by the Bible, be led by scriptures. Be led by you will do better when you are led by scriptures. It might interest you to know. It might interest you to know that when Jesus met Satan face to face, he didn't call for thunder. He didn't change, he didn't change, he didn't change water into wine. He used scriptures. There's nothing more powerful than scriptures. Any situation you find yourself in, start confessing scriptures. Start speaking scriptures. Start declaring scriptures. You'll see the difference. That is where healing is. That's where deliverance is. That's where the power of God, it's in the scriptures. The scriptures. The scriptures. You don't know the scriptures. That's why you don't know the power of God. It's in the scriptures. Start speaking the scriptures. Else you are following someone who is called prophet, but person is a magician. But you don't know. Going for prayer meetings for people to lay hands on you. Most of them go mental. If not all that I know, that go shopping, hopping. It comes up with a mental problem. You see, they'll be sitting in the service. Once you are preaching, they are speaking in tongues. You don't know whether it's like you even look behind. What can they see? As you are preaching, the person is sitting there. No, tell me, is that not a mental problem? If you are preaching, somebody is sitting there. Everybody is listening, writing notes. The person is sitting there. No, the person has been somewhere. Thinks everybody is a demon. Everybody is a devil. Be planted. Be planted. Be planted. Be planted. Because I said, you see, it doesn't look impressive, but that's the wisdom of God. Be planted. I've been planted for 27 years. I have been planted here for 27 years. For 27 years I've been here. I've had the same pastor speaking into my life for the past 27 years. He's the main voice that I hear 27 years now. Let me give you an extra one. You want an extra one? Be thou faithful unto death. Applies to your relationship with your pastor. Second Kings chapter 2 verse 2. How many of you are going to be faithful unto death? Are you going to be planted? Important relationships? Your marriage. Try not to divorce. Okay. Try, try not to leave your wife. Don't leave her. Don't leave her. She's sorry. Don't leave her. She hasn't said it, but I've said it on her behalf. She's sorry. Don't leave her. Don't leave her. Stay with her. And where, where, did you, where did you even learn that from? Where did you even learn that from? I'm leaving my wife. Where did you learn that from? Where did you learn it from? I'm leaving her. I've seen a new girl. Even if you leave them, if you leave them, become like Paul. So I will know that you are really called. But you haven't even finished leaving. Then you are signing the contract somewhere. 
a revelation of your weakness. You see, you're, you're, you're not strong. You're not strong. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. This, this is a, a, pastor, a church member and a pastor. They, I will not leave you. I will not leave you. This is what you should be saying to your pastor. I will not leave you. I won't leave you. I will not go anywhere. I am here. I am here. I will not leave you. I will not leave you. Unto death. Unto death. He said, I will not leave you. I won't. As I live, and as you too, you live. And as the Lord lives, I won't leave you. I won't. I value, I value faithful people. When I come around, I see, I see old, you see that people are called old timers. When I see them, I feel warmth around my heart. Warmth. It's like, oh, this person is still there. I mean, they are, it's like we are there. It's like, it's like we don't, it's like, we, you know, we don't want it. We are there. This is our church. This is our home. We are there. God bless all the OTs. OTs. God bless you. Oh, geez. May God bless you. May he reward you with nice packages. May he, may he bless you with the blessing that your children shall serve God. And your children shall know God. And your children shall be believers. And your children shall be servants of God. And your children shall love God. And your children shall be teachers and preachers of the gospel. May your children never backslide. May he give you the peace peace that comes into the family when a child knows God and a child serves God. Just say to yourself, as thy soul liveth, as thy soul liveth, as thy soul liveth. I don't think there's any better pastor than the pastor I have. I I, I actually don't think so. I don't think there's a better pastor than Bishop that to me. There's no better pastor. Yes. I hear he's somewhere you see, I've bought a ticket, I'm going. You think I go to places by invitation? I go. You'll be waiting for invitation. I don't know when it will come. Me, I go. You'll be there waiting for someone to tell you that, oh, you should come. You'll be there, Bia. Me, I go. I say, oh, he's preaching. I'm, I, I want to hear my pastor. I want to hear him. I want to hear him preach. I want to hear him speaking. I like it. I like it when he's talking. I like it when he's speaking. I enjoy it. I like, that's what I like. I like. I don't listen to any other person. I don't have other people. I don't, I don't think of any other person as better than my pastor. As I don't think of any other woman as better than my wife. Come and interview me private. Come and interview me and see if I prefer another girl to my wife. Come and ask me. Come and ask me. Another girl. Do you know what another girl? Sit down so I can finish properly. Do you know what another woman is? No matter how sweet and nice and pleasant, well, I've got another woman. Come here, why don't you come and ask? Another woman. I like my wife. I like her. Yes. Unto death. Unto death. Even if I'm talking to her and she walks away, she, I won't change my mind about it. I'll say, when you finish and you come back, I'll continue from where we left off. 
it goes. I'll just, I'll just say the Lord's prayer, Father. Forgive them as we forgive those who offend us. That's I would rather pray for. I'll pray for myself. Oh, yeah, I know that because of that, I'm making phone calls. I'm huffing and puffing. I'm, leave, I'm leaving here to go away. And for who? And for who? Deep, that's why you're changing girls. Because this Amana girl is better than this one. You don't, you don't even know what you have. Someone who has followed me when I was bony. Do you know bony? Bony M. When I was bony, had nothing. I didn't have anything. The only thing I had was a nickname. Even people didn't even know my name. <laughs> they are going to trade for some buttocks you've seen in trousers. You've not even seen it without the trousers. It's in trousers. Look, it's time. Stand to your feet. <laughs> but you shall be faithful unto death. You shall be faithful. I think your mind has changed from today. You'll be faithful unto death. You'll be faithful. Be faithful. You have too many laws and rules. That's what has brought you where you are now. If you didn't have all, all those rules, I want to be like this. I must have this. He must be like this. She must be like. But now you be cool and happy. You be cool and happy. You be cool and happy. I was telling you about the brother who said he wants cold food instead of hot food. I was telling you. I said, ah, I told the wife, put the food in the freezer and give it to him to eat. Ah, why do you want to insist that he should eat hot food? Father, thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your blessing and thank you for a blessed time in church today, Lord. In the name of Jesus.